Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw Dark Side of the Ring recap. And uh, this week we've got Collision in Korea, the largest attended uh, wrestling event perhaps in history, in recorded history, Larson. Uh, yes. What did they say? It was like 198,000 or 200,000? 189,000. 189. Two nights in a row. Oh, my gosh. Well. Of course, it was forced attendance. <laughs> yeah. This was, I'll be honest, I was sitting there watching this. And, like, obviously, you know, I need, I need a little bit of uh, historical context. I need a little bit of time. This might be my favorite episode of the mall, going back all the seasons. It's balls out crazy. And there's so much going on. It, it made me, because, you know, Two Cold Scorpio was heavily featured in this in this episode, and and his was one of the main subplots. Him and Hawks beef. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it made me think of the the shoot interview compilation that talked about Sid and Arn mm-hmm. Scissor and incident. Arn, yeah, yeah. And uh, Scorpio is a great storyteller and uh, unapologetic and. It made me just think, man, this episode is like three separate dark sides rolled into one. You could do a whole episode on 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 the Scorp or the two cold Scorpio and uh, and Hawk bit. Yeah, I, exactly. That's a whole episode right there. Yeah, 
Um, I thought, and I thought it could function as a backdoor pilot for the Ricky Dozen episode. Yeah, because they 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 do like a mini, you know, uh, sort of a mini recap of uh, of Ricky Dozen, and you know, he was uh, Antonio Oki's. I was I forgot, you know, we didn't really ask um, Evan much about this episode during our our talk with him, but they got Antonio Inoki. I know, that's I pretty nuts. was pretty shocked. I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap, mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty impressive. It, yeah, it was very impressive. This episode, it sort of was in the same. It, it sort of fell in the same, and I think these are ones I just really appreciate. I mean, I can I can really appreciate the the family tragedy, but sometimes it's like a little too heavy for me. You know, it's like I can appreciate it, but I like to be entertained as well. And now that these are never entertaining, but this was endless entertainment. Um, I mean, nobody died. <laughs> you know, like there was it was just a crazy adventure. It reminded me of the Herb Abrams one, which was just balls out crazy, but yeah. then Herb died. And this was kind of yeah. like that, but nobody died. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's just North Korea has been something that's always kind of fascinated me. And and they they really, I really appreciate that they brought the CNN correspondent into this. Yes, I like that they really brought in the 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 dynamic between North Korea and Japan, and that going back, you know, decades. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and why there's tension there. Um, and I, I they they brought in the Ricky Dozen story. I think not only because. Inoki was his pupil because uh, uh, Ricky Dozen was from North Korea. Yeah, and they they in this episode, I think it was shoot who mentioned it that the reason that that uh, Ricky Dozen was killed was because was because he was North Korean and tried yeah. to hide that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Inoki. Oh. I think Inoki brought that up, didn't he? Or maybe it was just in the narration. It could have just been Jericho. I forget. I don't recall. I don't recall. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. I thought I, I I really thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I wish that there were more historical events that Darkseid could cover that involve Scott Norton. Because and it's funny because even when our brief, very brief encounter with him at Starcast, yeah, you know, dude, those guys who it, it it's it's funny how in the world of wrestling certain guys age so well and other guys don't. And I do. And I, part of me thinks it has something to do with, you know, the amount of drugs that they took back then, Mm -hmm. because that has long-term effects, you know, be it steroids or recreational. And I just suspect given in what good shape, both mentally and physically Scott Norton seems to be in, you know, he probably laid off back then. I don't know. That's just pure speculation on my part. He looks great and he sounds, he's a very good storyteller and he's a very, For being, you know, he talks about, you know, back then, nobody likes to be pushed around, especially wrestlers, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you've got these guards on your tail 24-7 and they're like, you know, blowing up at you for no reason, this dude wanted to pop off and he sort of thought better. But I loved how diplomatic he was with regards to the Scorp- to the uh, Too Cold Scorpio Hawk stuff. And, you know, saying, you know, Hawk was on all sorts of medication. I don't know what Scorp talks about, but uh, if Hawk was fine, he'd have laid him out. <laughs> but it's still, it's very like, he doesn't want to have to address this, but he does. He's yeah. a really good storyteller. He is. And, you know, we we did have some limited interaction with him at uh, at StarCast, the second one in Vegas. His booth is like right behind ours. Yeah. Just came off as like the warmest dude. Literally, he yeah. walked by and just put his hand on my shoulder. Yeah. Just a little gentle squeeze, like. Just to say, how's it going? I hope you're having a good time. Yeah. You know? Now you're in the NWO, by the way. Like, I guess that's, so. You're, you're in, man. You're for life. Man. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a spectacular episode. It, uh, it you know, it opens up, of course, with uh, Eric Bischoff uh, explaining his role in WCW um, and being approached by Antonio Noki with an opportunity. It's it's interesting that still, you know, at least in the context of how it, 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 he's presented in this episode, so much of of his perspective on this is still through the prism of to a degree, the Monday night wars Vince is still in the background. Yep. It's yep. always about Vince. And the end of the day, a lot of this stuff is about Vince for, cause for Bischoff's perspective is all about, uh, we're still getting killed in the ratings. You know, we got Hogan and macho man. Uh, I, he, he kind of rekindles a relationship with new Japan. Mm -hmm, it yeah. hopes to, uh, improve, WCW's worldwide presence, their reach, mm -hmm. you know, so there's talent exchanges. You have a uh, great Muda showing up on Nitro and they're sending Sting and, and the Steiners over to Japan. There's that. And it's all, but that's all about because he can't compete with Vince mm -hmm. at this juncture. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, comparatively to WWF, who is by far the largest national promotion, WCW, the way that it's presented in this episode is, they're still largely viewed, at least, as a regional thing, even though they do have national uh, TV exposure. Because at this point in 90... No, Nitro wasn't until 96. Um, this was in 90... It was ninety. It was set up in 94, and the, the event took place in 95. 95, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the narration, Jericho's narration indicates that WCW around that time was still viewed as a, as a, as a regional promotion. And it yeah, was, yeah. you know, once they got Hogan, things really did start to you know, turn around in terms a of bit, the perception of the company. Yeah. yeah, it did. It did. It did. It did a bit. Um, so, yeah. And so, yeah, Bischoff reached out to Enoki, uh, but rekindled but just, that relationship. To go back to your point really serious. quick, even at the end of the episode, it's not yes. as if Eric is satisfied with back then what happened. He says to this day, Vince hasn't topped that. It's still there. He says, I think Vince was livid that there was a wrestling event larger than WrestleMania. Yeah. And then he kind of laughs and says, but none of them paid to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he at least includes that qualifier. He does, you know? Yeah, he does. But, yeah. the, but the, at the very end, he's like, you know, this is still the largest attended wrestling event in the world. So I did that. I did that. Yeah, with a big grin on his face. And then, of course, they, and of course, of course, there is, at his moment of triumph when he's talking about it, there's him on a motorcycle, Larson. <laughs> He loves the money. He's going so, down, he's got such down a serious the, look on his face on the motorcycle. The, the plains, the plains of Wyoming. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, yeah, we, we after that we get a bit of uh, a genesis of how uh, Collision in Korea began or started. So uh, Anoki asked Bischoff to be interested in, in in bringing some wrestlers over to North Korea for a peace festival. Um, and so at this time, Inoki was still running New Japan, but he was also in politics. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, he would make some Inoki would make frequent trips over to North Korea, um, and then a, a, during one of them, he just brought up the idea of having a wrestling show in the country. He said offhandedly too, like it wasn't yeah. even yeah, like part of the agenda or anything like that. So uh, I, apparently, North Korea wanted to bring in some huge names like Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. and interesting enough, Inoki had Bischoff reach out to Ali. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they did mention here that Anoki uh, did have a match against Ali in the seventies, I believe. I think it was seventy six. Yeah, it didn't go well either. I'm kind of curious. No. I'm kind of curious. Like, I mean, I, maybe it's out there. Maybe the the you, if you Google it, you can find it. But their relationship after that, because you know that match is known for being a bit on the contentious side. It's supposed to be yes. basically Rocky versus Thunderlips, 
and you know it turned into Inoki sort of going after Muhammad Ali's legs like in yeah he was lying on his back Inoki was both the match and and kicking at uh, Ali's legs yeah so uh, as far as bringing WCW talent uh, Bischoff's asked about Hogan and Bischoff says five minute conversation he asked Hogan it's like (laughs) can't go there brother can't go there brother (laughs) I love you know Hats off. Usually they get the, their their reenactors look so much like in this case, the Hogan reenactor looked like the human form of the rock and wrestling cartoon Hogan. Yeah. As opposed. Yeah. Because by that time, Hogan was kind of like sunken in a little bit like it wasn't yeah. he wasn't as puffy as no, he no, no, was no. in the mid 80s. No. And this dude was like he was like was the Michelin jacked. man. He was, yeah, he was huge, a big round head. Huge. Huge. Hit the out of focus a little bit more on this yeah. guy. Uh, so Hogan's uh, a no. Ali, uh, uh, once he was asked by Bischoff, apparently was was into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so Bischoff says, well, who was your plan B? Or asked, who was your plan B? And he goes, Ric Flair. Ooh. So apparently Ric Flair was into it, but at the same time kind of had his feelings hurt that he was Bischoff's second choice. It, 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 which worked out, which, it, you know, Ric Flair ended up working out probably much better than Hogan would have for reasons we'll talk about when we talk about the yeah, match. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Norton tells, Scott Norton tells us he was informed he was going to be on the show. Uh, he, someone just came up to him and says, hey, you're going to be uh, at a show in North Korea in a month or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then apparently a lot of the uh, the Japanese wrestlers in the, in the locker room were talking. Mm-hmm. And so he went to, to Masahiro Chono and asked, the, you know, hey, what's the deal with this? And he warned them, warned him that it says that they want to kill us. So uh, this I found interesting. So Bischoff was talking about going through the cutting through the red tape of getting permission to go to North Korea. This was insane. If it's true, if it's yes. true, this is crazy. And so uh, he says, you, you know, you have to wait six months to get permission. So I just didn't. From, I didn't from ask the U.S. government from the federal government because yes. yeah, you have to the ask State permission. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from the State Department to travel to North Korea because there's still travel restrictions, or there was probably back then. And he goes, I so I just I just I just didn't bother asking. He said maybe my boss knew I was going. Dude, that's insane. That is nuts. That's absolutely that crazy. That is nuts. Yeah. So this this bit is is interesting. So they all flew to Tokyo, and then from there they got on a plane sent to Tokyo by the North Korean government, a rickety plane, to 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 fly there. And it was a military craft, and Scott Norton described it as a piece of garbage made in the nineteen forties. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't have any of the amenities that you used to on a commercial aircraft, yeah, right, the military yeah. craft, you know? And so they are, they said that, you know, they, they were in Japan and there was, you know, media and it was crazy. They go to North Korea and there's nobody, nobody yeah. there. Yeah. I love the way go, Scorpio described flying over how he said on the, you know, you get up to South Korea and you can see the cannons and the tanks lined up towards North Korea and then you cross over to North Korea, and it's the same. North, it's it. North Korea is an absolutely fascinating. It is, you know, everything they and they do such a great job, especially the CNN correspondent mm-hmm. did such a great job. You know, if you're not familiar with North Korea, it really is one place on this planet that is so detached from the rest of the world, mm-hmm. but yet its own its own bizarre society. You know, when Scorpio also talked about it, was Scor- yeah, Scorpio talking about turning on the TV when you're there is three channels. It's all government. It's all political stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's not like I don't know what kind of entertainment programming 
if any, they have over there. I well, don't know if stuff changed. As, as Scott Norton said later on, uh, when the, the crowd finally came alive for the Anoki Flair match, he said it was like the first time they've ever been entertained. Yeah, yes. And that, that might be like not just, you know, hyperbole. Yeah. Um, and so it, it did, you know, if you ever, if you ever look at North Korea, even if you, if you do, uh, you know, God, I forget. I forget if it's there. There's available on like the internet. I don't know if it's on Google Maps because I'm not sure. If, I don't know. Well, I know there's no Street View, obviously, for Google Maps, but like the satellite imagery, I think has like all their buildings and stuff are just gray. There's no color or life to it. It's just gray. Yeah, I've heard and that it's too. really shocking to see because one time I don't know. It was late. I was down a rabbit hole. And I was looking at this stuff. It's like, my God, it's just, it's, it's really bizarre. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I think I've seen that too. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Uh, And so that's when uh, former CNN correspondent Mike Chinoy that he's interviewed for a bit um, said how bizarre it was to have a wrestling show. And as you mentioned, a, a, a country that is so closed off from the rest of the world um, and kind of this weird clash of, of cultures and, 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 and whatnot. And the, they um, have he, these big elaborate parades and events. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, they're from what I understand, the idea is to it's propaganda to show to convince their own citizens that North Korea is the superpower on the planet like the their people literally actually believe that north korea is number one 
And to do so, they'll put on these extravagant things, make everybody show up. So it's like, oh, this is proof that we're number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chidoi goes a bit of the, uh, you know, the, tells a bit of the history of relations between Japan and North Korea. Um, uh, this is an interesting story from Eric Bischoff, where he says, so one morning I just want to get, get I got up and want to go for a run. Yeah. And so he didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell his uh, his handler. Just got up, you know, uh, and went for a run. He said he 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 started running. It was dark out, and there's no one on the streets. And Nobody. The, the great thing is the reenactor. They made sure to dress him in the most like I mean, honestly, early not like 1991, 1992 looking jogging, windbreaking, suit, yeah. you know, windbreaker jogging suit. It's like a, it's like Hogan colors, like red with like a, a yellow voltish mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stripe through it. Yeah, so it's like yeah, the yeah. most shockingly American thing you could wear. Yeah, and the, and all the extras in the reenactment are just wearing drab. It's all drab, yeah. Um, close. So he says he's running, and as the sun's coming up, people start coming out to the streets. And he says that happens. They see him, and they part. Mm-hmm. And he says, and and everybody's got the look of absolute terror on their mm-hmm. face. Yeah. And it, it seemed like for him, that's really like the first time he's like, okay. Things are different. And he brings up that there's like a line of school children as, as yes. well. And that's what really shook him. He was like, you know, it's one thing to see looks of terror on people, but on children, it's like extra messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all look like, yeah, I mean, imagine you're, you, you've been told that Americans are pure evil. And it's like, you know, you try to get into your head. Okay. What would that, what would the equivalent to that be? And you just think of like, I don't know, like uh, a leather face from Texas chainsaw running down the street with like a, a bloody chainsaw, you know, like it's something that would be just weird. But like I'm trying to think of something equivalent, you know, to to like how we would react to something, and it's difficult to because we haven't been conditioned for the most part, you know. Yeah, uh, and so then we get to the subplot of, of Two Cold Scorpio and Hawk having beef with each other, um, and uh, Two Cold Scorpio says it all kind of predates the North Korean trip. He had flair, uh, sorry, had heat with Ric Flair uh, during. Uh, Something that happened like six, seven, eight years. Seven years, yeah, yeah. And he said he let it build up, and so he's still holding the grudge. He believed that Flair had him fired from WCW for something. Yeah, for something that that, that Two Cold Scorpio had done, or something, or Flair had perceived that Two Cold Scorpio had done. So uh, during the the beginning part of this trip in North Korea, Hawk was riding with Ric Flair, and then this one day he decided to get on the bus with with everybody else, and so Flair comes out and he's like, looks like he's looking for somebody. And 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 Hawk says, "Oh, I wonder if he's looking for me. Should I get off the bus and ride with him?" And Scorpio shouts, "F that pussy! Let him ride by himself." <laughs> and Hawk was like, "What did you say?" He said, "What part didn't you understand? The part where I said F that guy, let him ride by himself, or when I called him a pussy." <laughs> and then they got into this nasty fight. Where apparently too cold Scorpio almost popped out Hawk's eye. Yeah, he said I had my finger in his eye and it was like halfway out. And then like the Japanese guys pulled me off and they they got enough, you know, a uh, distance between us. And then he like gave him another kick. And that's when Norton said, you know, Hawk was on some. He wasn't in a good way and he was on some meds that mm-hmm. really like gave him flu like symptoms. Mm-hmm. But if he wasn't on those meds, it would have been a different story, according to Scott Norton. Um, but, uh, but yeah, do you believe for one second that Bischoff hadn't heard of that incident? Not a chance, not a chance. He was probably on that bus too. He was, he was probably on the bus. And if he wasn't, I guarantee somebody said, Hey, Scorpio almost, you know, popped out Hawk's eye. 
you know, like there's more to the story, though. (laughs) Yeah, it got worse. Yeah, it got it it goes way further. So uh, Scott Norton tells about uh, he's there for a couple of days. He finally gets to talk to his wife on the phone and she's mad at him. She thinks that he's just out there partying, uh, hanging out with the other wrestlers and not calling home. And he's like, no, no, no. You don't understand what's going on here. I don't I can't get the phone. He says, you don't understand at, to quote him, the shithole country I'm in. Ugh, and then and the phone clicks. Clicks. And he thinks that she hung up on him. But soon enough, there's uh, people knocking on his door. It's uh, some soldiers. They escort him out of his room, take him someplace else, and he doesn't know where he's at. No one knows where he's at at that point, he says. And this uh, government official comes in and tells Norton he can't say anything wrong about North Korea. You're essentially banned from making phone calls. And Norton was under the impression that this was serious, like serious yeah. business, yeah. as in he they'll might put, not walk out of that they'll, room. They'll put you know? a bullet in his head, yeah. Yeah, and so he's like, all right, I just want to get out of here. I'm sorry. He apologized, and they let him go. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was absolutely nuts. Um, that was after he also told a story about going down to play pool, because I think that was like yeah. sort of the, the, the culmination of – you know, him being frustrated there because, mm-hmm. you know, they're in their hotel room, nothing to watch, nothing to do. So him, Benoit and uh, uh, well, they got soldiers outside their Yeah, their they got soldiers outside their hotel all day and they go know. downstairs and he was like, I was shocked. There was a pool table down there. And he said it took two hours for the receptionist to get us the the pool balls, the the the, the balls for the pool table. She said he said they had to run it through by the government to get us the, the pool balls. And uh and so they got them, and he uh, he's going for a shot, and the 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 cue ball goes flying off the table as it happens sometimes, mm-hmm. and uh, and it hits the marble floor and it starts bouncing, and they get all pissed at that, and they take the balls away and they start smashing the balls, and uh, and he was gonna throw down with one of them, and and I forget who I think maybe it was Hawk, maybe it was Benoit, I forget. It was I think it was might have been Chono. Oh, was it okay? I and think. he was like, "Hey, don't don't do that. You you don't want to do that here." Um, uh, and then I think it was yeah. And then the, so there's the Norton bit, and we get back to the unsettled beef between Scorpio and Hawk. Now, did Scorpio's apology come first? Like he he tried to break bread. And Hawk took a swing at him. Yeah, and so then, they're they're at, they're at some ceremonial uh, event at a temple. And this is when they tell the story of Muhammad Ali just like taking his jacket off, rolled up his sleeves, and shadow boxing. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, so they leave the temple, and that's when, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Two Cold Scorpio kind of extends an olive branch to Hawk, and Hawk just turns around and decks him. And then so Scorpio goes after him, uh, tells Hawk he's going to kill him, uh, but that's broken up. So later on, they have a state dinner, and uh, Two Cold Scorpio had, had hatched this kind of plot where they had stainless steel chopsticks for that dinner. So he dropped one, dropped one put it in his in his suit and asked for another. And so he, he, he left the dinner with a couple of, of stainless steel chopsticks. He goes back to his hotel room, which he's sharing with Chris Benoit, and he opens a window, and the windowsill's made of concrete. So he's there sharpening the ends of this chopstick to make a shiv. He's like, I know how to make a shiv. Yeah. <laughs> and Benoit's like, hey. You think I don't know how to make so a shiv? And Benoit's like, don't do it. If you kill Hawk here, you're going to be in North Korea for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, And uh, so... More on that in a bit. So it's like the day of the show. Uh, Norton and Flair are riding there together. And he says, Norton says there's two lanes 
I assume on the road of people just walking to the show mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is a huge crowd. And, uh, and their driver says, yeah, everybody's forced to be here. Yeah. Um, and then of course, Bischoff, he hears about the crowd, thinks Inoki is a genius. They're leaving WrestleMania in the dust. <laughs> oh man, that's good. And so then it's the experience of, of putting on these matches for, uh, this crowd that has no idea what they're watching. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. And it's just silence. There's, there's some great, uh, editing here with some shots of people looking kind of confused, Eating people food. yawning. Yeah, yawning. Yeah, yeah. doing food. everything but being interested in this. Yeah, and Norton's talking about how quiet it was. He says at one point, Hawk got up on the turnbuckle and started cussing at the crowd, asking them why they were here, why yeah. they were there. Yeah. Uh, I guess it wasn't until Ric Flair and Antonio Noki had their match, the main event, that the crowd got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess the you know the in North Korea they are aware of Inoki's connection to Ricky Dozen, and, and it, they made it sound yeah. like Ricky Dozen was, was a bit of a folk hero. Yeah, and and Norton also described sort of the psychology of the match was maybe different than what the other wrestlers had been doing. He says they went old school and sort of just used a lot of strikes and made it look a bit more like an actual fight. And of course, you know that's where Ric Flair being there comes into effect because. You know, he was just selling like crazy for Inoki. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then you actually see, you know, the, the crowd start to come alive. Um, and, uh, and, and Norton had it so eloquently in his own way. He was like, these people who had never seen pro wrestling, who had never been enter- entertained, didn't know how to, how to process this. Even they understood this main event match and they were going wild for it. And he said, that's why it's the greatest wrestling match of all time. Because, especially because of the circumstance, which is a fascinating point of view. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. Um, so let's get back to the two cold Scorpio uh, Hawk saga. Uh, uh, so there's a ceremonial dinner they have after the shows. It's like the last thing they got to do before they get to leave. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're going, they're leaving their hotels, rooms. And so two cold Scorpio finds himself face to face with Hawk. Yeah. And he's like, all right. How do you want to do it? You want to finish this? What do you want to do? And he says, Hawk is saying nothing. He's getting the elevator. And, and Scorpio says he kind of backs in. So he keeps his you know, eyes on, on Hawk the whole time. And then Hawk tells to cold Scorpio, I ran out of pills. I ran out of roids. I ran out of smoke. I got nothing. I let my nerves get to me. I got upset. Apologizes. Scorpio says, all right, I accept your apology. But you still want to finish this. When we get to Tokyo. Let me know and we'll finish this. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I got the shiv ready to go. I wonder if he was able to smuggle the shiv onto the uh, onto the plane going back to Japan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One thing we didn't mention at the beginning is when they showed up in North Korea, they they uh, apparently like the customs room they went mm-hmm. through. Scott Norton said it was just covered with dust because no one had been there. Yeah, and they confiscated like all their technology. Yeah, their passports, their passports, which really freaked them out. Yeah, because yeah. Norton says as a wrestler, you don't go anywhere without your passport. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and Bischoff is talking about how. They were there for four days. Everyone was worn out, exhausted. Tensions were running high. Um, and it says once they got their passports back and got on the plane back to Japan, it's like everybody's kind of 
relieved. You have Flair like in his you know five thousand dollar suit and his uh, alligator shoes, got down on hands and knees and kissed the the tarmac, um, which is yeah quite a sight to see. And speaking of Flair, you know I, I assume he's under a WWE Legends contract of some sort, so he probably couldn't be interviewed for this. Yeah, but it's funny because I I do feel like the the interviews they got. I mean, Bischoff, you kind of never know because, you know, Bischoff will craft a narrative. I think that's been sort of determined at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, Norton, I thought was great. Straight shooter, Scorpio, uh, straight shooter. Seems like he's really, you know, uh, playing it straight. Anoki, you have no reason to believe that guy's going to lie about any of the stuff that he was talking about. And so I feel like we didn't probably get any embellishments. And I feel like if they had gotten two people that have really, I would have really been curious to get their point of view. Scott Steiner, because he was there, and yeah. and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And Flair is probably impossible to interview at this point because he's with WWE. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious well, if they even tried with Steiner. I mean, they got they got Stone Cold in the the debut episode. I don't know what Stone Cold if he's under any sort of WWE contract or not. I mean, no, I, um, you never know. You never know how they can get people. You just sort of assume maybe they reached out. I mean, Flair, you would have thought they would have reached out to oh, yeah, him yeah, at the yeah, very yeah. least. You so know, yeah, you what assume anybody connected was. with WWE, you know, strongly connected WWE would be probably a hard get in terms of interviews. I would think so, yeah. I wonder I wonder if they even approached any of the either of the Steiner brothers. Um, yeah, who knows? But Because, uh, yeah, Scott Steiner, that would have been – I mean, God, have we ever pitched to those guys a Scott Steiner episode? Just him? <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know really what the hook would be. It's just, yeah, I don't know. He's Scott Steiner. <laughs> he's just Scott Steiner. Can we do a dark sign on Steiner math? There we go. Just say everything about that promo. It's um, not real math. So uh, whatever uh, goals uh, Antonio Inoki had from a political standpoint mm-hmm. with this trip yeah. apparently blew up in his face because yeah. his bid for re-election failed. Apparently he was out of politics for a while, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, yeah, they just wrap it up with Bischoff talking about how he thinks Vince was livid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that the show outdid anything WrestleMania had ever done. Yeah, and then he said, "I did that. I did that." <laughs> Freaking Bischoff! I like I like his uh, his intro too. He says, "Yeah, I spent a couple minutes in the wrestling business, and ever since then I've made money looking back on it." Mm-hmm. I don't know. Bischoff is hilarious in his own way. But uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was such a roller coaster and that wonderful subplot. And it's funny. I love how you can hear. Uh, I don't know if it's Jason or Evan or, or somebody else in the background when they first ask, when they're first asking about the incident. So tell us about. Have you heard of Scorpio and and Hawk and how Sue Cold Scorpio almost murdered Hawk? And they're like, hadn't heard about that. not until now yeah get out of here get Get out of here here. get out of here that was great though but what 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 an unexpected subplot yeah Um, i was not expecting that i mean i was just kind of expecting some of the madness of being in north korea some of this you know uh even some of that like the the pool table bit like mm -hmm. like they get upset that the cue ball got flown off the table nuts just nuts just i couldn't imagine um, everybody being on edge i mean when bishop talked about his handler being livid and him being really concerned that because she he slipped through her hands she might be taken away and shot you know mm-hmm. i mean that's the kind of place we're we're talking about here um it's absolutely it's absolutely nuts like it may it literally maybe want to go and be like okay man let me go read up some more on north korea because it is mm-hmm. 
it is fascinating. It's like a giant fucked up social experiment, you know? So uh, what do we have next week? Do we know? Uh, they said it was uh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that'll be an interesting one. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Of course, last week we did uh, uh, the Nick Gage episode, so that's available, and uh, the, t- the Brian Pillman episode, that's available, too, so you can check those yep. out. And, yep. uh, yeah, we'll be back with Warrior next week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.